listening to a 9to5.cc podcast. Hey, welcome back to a brand new episode of the 9to5 Entertainment System. If you like the show, and I know you do because you're listening to it, uh, you can do us a really big favor and go to patreon.com slash 9to5cc and subscribe to the I Love 90s level. Uh, what does that do? It gives you access to Garbage Time, which is a bonus episode that we record after recording the main episode. On this week's Garbage Time, we talk about American Gladiator, comic book villains, and uh, Marvel vs. DC and the What If comics. It's a comic-packed Garbage Time, but on this, the main episode, the episode you're listening to right now, we talk about Halloween decorations, pride tape in the NHL, the PWHL team names, or what they might be. We talk about the Habs mascot named Metal. We talk about the funny pages from newspapers. And then we talk about a little bit about movies like White Noise and Men and a couple other horror films that we saw along the way. All this and more on 90S. Halloween. It's Halloween. It's I mean, the spookiest it's, season. The episode comes out and it's already November. So it was. It was Halloween. And what a great Halloween! What it a terrible was. Halloween. Just the worst. Just the absolute. Could worst. you believe that thing that happens? Can oh. I can't believe that Justin Trudeau chose blackface again for his Halloween costume. <laughs> what a twist! <laughs> I guess he got away with it all the other times. You know, now he knows yeah. it's okay. Exactly. He's like, yes. Uh, do you, are you going to do the uh, the two year old taking the two year old out in Halloween? Is that a thing? Like you parade him around? I feel yeah. that there's like lights and colors and sounds. Seems I think it'd be fun. He loves that shit. He loves all the the decorations and stuff that are outside. It, like they like you know like a little shitty plastic hand with a bit of blood on it legitimately mm-hmm. scares him. So Aww. it's like walking around the neighborhood is like cute and fun and and like a little bit treacherous. Some of the people in NDG are mega intense about super gruesome yards. That's fun. I pre- really I pre- like 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 five Barbies all with like um, garden forks stabbed into their heads, covered with red paint. Like, is that appropriate? Kind of, kind of not for a two-year-old. I get you're supposed to be scary, and I, like all the parents on my block have complained about it to each other, but like nobody's brave enough to go and say anything. And then my brother has been <laughs> thinking about going and taking it like a like a paper bag, putting dog shit in it, setting it on fire, and then putting it on their thing, ringing the bell, and running away, just to be like, you too went too far. <laughs> I mean, your you know? brother, hang on, hang on, your brother, the naturalist hunter, is thinking about doing a poop bag instead of like well a disembodied deer head yeah seriously <laughs> but, the, but the, the message is you're doing you're doing halloween but you're going too far so we can do halloween but go too far the poop bag on fire is like classic trick you know yeah because then you're like ah, it's on fire and you stomp it out and you get yeah, poop all over just like in the movies exactly but compared to severed deer head which is completely possible yeah. i don't know that he has a lot of deer heads sitting around I mean, if anyone knows where to get one. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, if I needed to go get one, I would go to your brother. So I don't know. Like, I, I, who's going to remember it more fondly? I feel that like the, the, the the houses that go all out are going to be like core memories for like anyone aged like 10 to 12. And then like, whatever, it's going to be really scary for the little kids. But like those other, like, like, like to me, a non-trick-or-treater, I was infinitely more into the, like, actual scary-looking houses, and those are, like, cool memories of, like, those houses were amazing. two-year-olds and four-year-olds. It is not the same when you are two years old. No, 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 no. I'm not not saying that. What I'm saying is that is, like, because your audience when you're decorating your house ranges from, like, two to 14, right? Mm -hmm. So, unfortunately, that's that's a really big audience, and I'm just saying, like, I don't necessarily hate a house playing into the like 10 to 14 crowd and being like oh man this house is bananas those kids are gonna be like remember that house with the barbies like you know what i mean like it, it's 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 really gonna yeah, make the day of do some it in kids. a way that doesn't that isn't like pretty obviously too much for the like six two-year-olds on the street maybe there's not six two-year-olds but there's like probably six kids in the in the two to seven range mm-hmm. and this is definitely an, like, inappropriate for a two-year-old or a five-year-old hmm? 
I don't know. I mean, like I said, I, I, I just I know that like the, the stuff that I was always like the most mi- sad to be missing out were the people that like went as much like a horror movie in their decorations as possible. I was always like that. Like, you're, you're talking from the perspective of even when you were 12. Yeah. When you were three, you would have been just as disturbed. Absolutely. You would have like, stayed up all night crying to your mom. Yeah. And, and your she would have she told me to shut up. Had a, well, that's a little horrible. <laughs> probably more horrible than the Barbies. Um, my my memory of of that with with Archer when he was little was he just didn't go ring their doorbell. Also, he was like, "We will go to the next house." And we <laughs> the, did. And it these was decorations fine. have been up since the start of October, and we have to like avoid that side of the street when we go by. And there's a whole bunch of parents who all do that. They all just have to go to the other side of the street when they get in front of that house. I don't know. I mean, it could be worse. That could be like religious zealots, or Definitely. like Definitely. Out, outrageous, Jayers. like. Yeah, or like, you know, fuck Trudeau on the back of the car, and you have to explain that yeah, to your kid yeah, yeah, a bunch. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was gonna say, I was like, I was like, I will take out, I will take outrageous Halloween decorations over like a single MAGA sign in someone's yard, or 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 that guy in Atwater that I go by uh, once or twice a week who is you know preaching how homo- homosexuality is a horrible sin. Mm-hmm. Hey, that's, that's, the news. that's a good one. That's, that's a news. good one to explain. I, I was going to say that the, the the NHL walked back their dumbest ruling ever. Walked back is not what they did. Retreated. Absolutely. Is it really Retreat. their dumbest? It, it's I one of their defense. dumbest decisions because it, it was okay. it, the I would so for the context, the NHL took uh, the cowards' decision at the beginning of the year. To say that even though teams are going to have individual theme nights, right? So he'll have Pride Nights, and Christmas <clears> Nights. <throat> um, that you missed the mute on that push, yeah, Scott. Yes, Scott. Pride Nights, Indigenous Nights, uh, like Military vet- Veterans Nights, and whatever else. And they said that, like, okay, you can still have those nights and celebrate it in the arena. Typically, in the past, teams would have warm-up jerseys that like celebrated the theme of the night. And then they would switch into the regular jerseys for the game. And then later on, they would auction off the jerseys for charity, whatever have you. So the NHL was like, no special jerseys, no exceptions. So no pride jerseys, no military jerseys, no St. Patrick's Day jerseys, no anything. No special jerseys, no exception. Which is, I think, like I said, a coward's decision because you're trying to please everybody and ultimately just making a non-decision. That's fine. Especially as they enter their second season with ads on the jerseys themselves. Right. Which Uh, infuriates me still. Sure. Yeah, exactly. They've already, like, wrecked the sanctity of jerseys by putting God mm-hmm. milk on <laughs> jerseys and whatever. That's pretty, pretty, pretty base. Yeah. Uh, that 9-9 nine, nine yeah. on jerseys. Have they gone? Would you, like to, would you like to start to gamble? Here's how Please. to do it. I'm now a 12-year-old boy with a gambling logo on my shirt <laughs> because I, my dad got me the authentic jersey. Um, dad, Daddy, what's a prop bet? <laughs> They say it a lot during the show. Yeah. Uh, it's like a bet that Carrot Top does. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but yeah, so so then they were like, and then inexplicably, so like already they've gone this weird route of try to like not make anybody mad. And then they're just sort of at the beginning of the season, they're like, oh, and by the way, uh, no players are allowed pride tape on their sticks. <laughs> and which, like, is, which, is, which is like an insane thing. Be- tape. Yeah, exactly, which is insane because it is wow. that is just rainbow tape and like players have taped their sticks whatever color they want to forever. Like it's it's not it's just it's never been a rule. Like some guys have white tape, some guys go traditional black, some a couple guys have red. They're like they, people mess around with their tape. It's kind of it's kind of a thing. Uh, and basically sat like which is in uh who is it? Why did I blank on the guy's name? Dermot. Dermot. Dermot, something Travis Dermot. Travis Dermot. Travis Dermot was like, what's the worst that can happen? Like he's like, you know what's a really dumb headline? League suspends player for using multicolored tape. And then just like started doing it. And then they were like, Oh, yeah, that's not a rule anymore. You can tape your sticks however you want. Like which is like I said, it was it was dumb because it was like as they've described it on like the hockey podcast, it's like it's it's there was no reason for it. Like it was like you you already did the thing. That's going to avoid any of the headlines of like, oh, a, a Russian player doesn't wear the pride jersey and whatever. Like you already did the like the safe maneuver with the jerseys, like doubling down on like no pride tape. It's you weren't forcing anybody to do pride tape. You just like removed an option from players. And what was cool about Travis Dermott is, as they were saying, like this guy makes almost like league minimum. Like he actually 
of everybody kind of almost had something to had lose. something to lose because they could have just sent him down to the miners and turf like like turfed him completely if they wanted to. Like they could have just been like, "All right, see you later." Like you, you're you're a troublemaker. And uh, but did I you see the did you see the Reddit movement for for what to do to celebrate Dermot? No, I love this. It it got me right in my nostalgic. <laughs> Amazing! Vote, vote him, vote him into the All Star game. Vote him into the All Star game. <laughs> Wyshynski's just like yes, yes. <laughs> I am here for it. <laughs> right and on. Watch as they desperately try to trade him to the team that has a minor league affiliate in Newfoundland. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that'd be very funny. You made a mockery of the All Star game. Stupidity. Says, Says the league that split the All Star into four teams and made it a mini round robin tournament. So stupid. Anyway, so yeah, I was like, I mean, I also like the Travis Dermott quote where he was like, "Listen, he's like, the league made like a, a dumb decision, and but they like they walked it back immediately and like reversed it." He's like, "That's kind of good on them," you know. Like he's like, "There's a lot of things you could be mad at this league for, but." Them like reversing a stupid decision with not like waiting till the general manager's meeting next year or whatever the heck, like just immediately backing out was kind of un un NHL y, you know? Like usually it's a wait and see league. So the fact that like they just were like, nope. I mean, I also do agree that the uh, Scotiabank probably had a huge, huge part in this decision mm-hmm. in general. So Scotiabank uh, bought like 50,000 rolls of Pride tape and gave them away all across Canada for free. And they're five, also five thousand, not 5, even fifty, 000. just five thousand. Yeah, five five thousand enough. Ro- enough to just be like just a, a roll of tape, like nothing. Like it's it's a, it's a nothing expenditure, but this is a yeah. sponsor of the league. So right. th- what what has more to do, like a player kind of testing the waters, or a sponsor kind of being like, well, we think it's fine, and then the NHL being like, oh no, wait, it's fine. Yeah. I meant, I meant to say it is fine. Like Scotiabank. Made- how's, how's the league doing in terms of profitability? Has it been a, like a good couple of years for the NHL? It has NHL? been. It's been unprecedented wealth and success. Actually, like for like, it's still a minor league compared to say baseball and football. But they sure. have actually like their revenues have increased pretty steadily over the last like ten fifteen years under Bettman. Like it's been a okay. a a profitable league. It's not to say all every team mm-hmm. is profitable, but league wise, no, okay. I'm, I'm in the Sean McIndoe camp here. Not under Bettman. All pro sports have become profit more profitable and make sure. more money. And just because someone was in charge doesn't mean they get to take credit for sure. But Bettman Bettman has negotiated the biggest TV deals that the NHL's ever seen and whatever else. So like he yes, but so has every commissioner in every sport. Yeah, but every commissioner in every sport has you know usually like charismatic players. Has, <laughs> yeah, but the NBA has also negotiated the biggest television contracts. The NFL has also negotiated the biggest television. Yeah, but they contract. but they also Major League Baseball has also negotiated the biggest Sure. I'm just I'm, I'm just saying anytime. like the NFL has Taylor Swift, the NBA has like a million hip hop guys all supporting it. Like, like there's there's a star and a star power and a clout to MLB, NFL and NBA that the NHL simply does not have. So the fact Sure, that sure, but the MLS has is getting more fans in in stadiums than the NHL is yeah, last cause, year because of uh, yeah. Messi. Messi. North- Last year, not even yeah. this year. Yeah. I, I, I agree. They have a lot of room to grow, but they're not in dire straits at all as a league. There's way a good many things could be improved about the league, and I think it's profitability. But uh... I mean, like, yeah, who cares if billionaires make more money? It's just mm-hmm. the idea well, that it, the it, idea that you gave the commissioner, oh, everyone is making money, and you made some money too, so you must be really good at your job, like. That doesn't matter. It's like being on a team at a call center and saying, everyone got a raise today, even the guy that is the worst. Like, everyone did well, but, you know, so... I'm not, I'm not trying to excuse anything in this situation. But, like, if they were... If they had their backs up against the wall financially, tons of businesses make squirrely, stupid decisions in that in that case. You know, they yeah. overreact, they, they're scared, whatever. Okay, not the case. Well, anyway, in a world where yeah, Vince no, McMahon no, no. can't Don't... put together a football league, I kind of think that, you know, the NFL's doing okay. You know, the NHL's doing okay. And the XFL was doing just fine before COVID hit. That shit was great. Was it? It it really was. There's rules that the NFL has taken from the XFL now that they've been playtested. Neato. Kickoff rules have, have changed completely. And 
Uh, speaking of hockey, so I have this in my in my notes. I really, really want the PWHL to be a success, but boy, are they shooting themselves in the foot with the dumbest list of names imaginable for hockey teams. So the PWHL, the Pro Women's Hockey League, it's going to be six teams. Uh, let me see if I could do it off the top of my head: Montreal, Toronto, Ottawa, New York, Minnesota, Pittsburgh. Boston. Boston. Damn it. That's that's the right one. Uh, so they filed some trademarks. So they haven't announced their name. Like, they've, they've, they've done drafts. They've been doing a lot of, like, good, like, kind of staggering out the, the, the news drip of, like, hey, we're going to do our first ever free agency where all the teams get to sign, like, like three, like, star players. Then we're going to do our first ever, like, professional women's draft and stuff. And, like, now we're going to, like, slowly announce the team names and show the jerseys. Like, they're trying to, like, like stretch the news cycle. I think it's, it's just smart mm-hmm. management. So they've kind of... They filed some copyrights, so it, uh, to my knowledge, it hasn't been announced officially yet. Mm-hmm. Um, but they filed some copyrights, which are people are either saying they're either going to be the names of the teams or uh, possibly like registered nicknames. Like that—that's the one out that they kind of have because, like, technically, how like the Habs registered the Habs as a nickname, even though formerly they are the you know Montreal Canadiens. So right. they're like maybe these are weird nicknames or something that they're trying to trying to get around for. Uh, they're terrible. They're awful. They're bad, and they're, they should feel bad. The, I'll the, be the judge of that. The Toronto Torch. So reasons it's dumb is that there's a team in New York, so you think like Lady Liberty already carrying a torch. So if you have like a, a torch on your logo, you're like, man, that's not great. Second of all, for what? about <laughs> Other than this year, for the last 30 years, 40 years, 50 years, the Montreal Canadiens have had a passing of the torch thing to start off every year. So like as a hockey thing... The torch is kind of like locked up into another thing, and if you want to get broader than that, the torch is the Olympics, and what your Toronto has never had the Olympics. Like it's like there's like a million reasons why like torch is just let's let's say it's mid as a okay. Um, it does it doesn't suit like it's not it's not like it's not like the Braves, you know? Yeah, sure. Oh, of course, yeah, yeah. There there are there's, you, there's you, like you can get below this bar. The Minnesota yeah. Superior. Get it? Because they're on the lake. Have, yeah. and, and not like half of the other <laughs> places are also on lake. But the Minnesota Superior, the Ottawa Alert. Okay. It's so minor league. The well, I think they're trying to not be girly. They're like afraid they're going to do something that, that is like, you know. The New York Sound. It, hmm? hmm? <laughs> The, okay. M- Montreal is, is I, I, th- I think, the worst. The Montreal Echo. Say it again. Doesn't say, say it again. Echo. 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 <laughs> what? And, and now the only, the only good one. The only good one. There's one good one, and it belongs to Boston. No, 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 no. I, the more I think about it, the more it's, I'm sold on it. It's the Boston Wicked. Why does the Boston nice. Wicked make so much sense? You're in Massachusetts, you have Salem, you have Witch, like, logos, Witch's hat, it's fine, it's awesome. And it's Wicked Smart. And it's Ace, you, you play, you want, you play Boston Wicked, they play Wicked Had. Like, you know, you're yeah, like, exactly. it's, it's, it's there, it's Boston, everything, everything about the Wicked, I think, is a perfect name. If they decide to go with keeping the color schemes of the, uh, of the cities, like, yellow and black is a perfect like I can see a yellow thing with a black witch's hat logo, all that stuff. It's perfect. You have the witch as the mascot. It's all there. The whole package, Boston Wicked, I think is the only one that I'm like, no, that's a great name. And Boston will be super into the Wicked. <laughs> that's the only it's one the I think thing is that okay. The other names are missing is a little bit of like intensity or like. Well, like I mean, the, the superiors are clearly the superior team. I don't know, it's, man. No, it's a dumb name. <laughs> it's that's it's such a bad name. Because every time they lose, the superiors lose, headlines, right? <laughs> like that's like naming your team the champions. Yeah, exactly. You you had better win. <laughs> maybe, maybe it's because they want to have people having a fun time writing the headlines. You know, superiors, inferior, and the whatever, whatever. They, like all the yeah, there's so many ways to gag it up. Echo is so stupid. Echo yes. shut out again. Echo shut out again. So bad. 
Yeah. And also, like, I'm like, when I think about logos, again, it's how to, like, the torch, I think, has a clear logo. Right? Which is wild because Toronto, no torches. Sure. What is but, the logo going to be? I, I, I understand that, but I'm just saying, but there's still, there's still a clear logo. Now, here's, here's a stupid thing is what is the logo of an echo? And now explain to me how it's different from the logo for sound. <laughs> right? Like, like, whatever logos you would pick for echo and sound are going to be insane. And, and possibly derivative. Or what also an alert. Like, it's still like, whoop, is it an exclamation point? Like, I don't know. Like, like yeah, it's so stupid. Uh, that that said, the actual league logo I think is fire. Like, the I don't even love it. A lot of people said they really like it. I like it. I I think it's weird that the W is the main point because the W is for women. I the, understand. Like the P, that. the H, and the L are professional hockey league. Like, what's exactly. the, your differentiator I, is the W. I, I I would think the H would be a big one. No, that's because you me. don't need the H because you have sticks in the logo. Use your imagination. I thought you were a designer. I, I just, it looks like a baseball. PWHL. Oh, okay. I, I did get a baseball. Yeah, yeah. It's like, a, it's like a purple a purple logo, and it's kind of like a big W with sort of like the two sticks coming out the side. I like it. I think it's fine. I'm not fire, but it's all right. It's all right. I, I, mean, I don't know. I think the weird. it's weird to accent. The W? The, that, that, it's, that it's women playing without, you know really accenting that it's a sport or that it's hockey i think those are hockey sticks i think hockey I sticks are I mean, they are hockey sticks but if you look at it from afar it's a big w and then just like oh with like a puck in between the hockey sticks too look mm-hmm. at the I mean, take a look at the wnba logo and it looks like a basketball logo wnba wnba they, logo are there any changes did they or to the they have not they, they have not they have not come out and said those are the official team names i think that like what i'm hoping i mean it's just a it's just the silhouette maybe it's, it's like a, a secret it, trial you know they're yeah, gonna yeah, test it, them out like this and they get bad responses they're like oh no that was nothing it was an accident and yeah exactly it. it's, it's just like sonic with too many teeth we didn't we weren't doing this yeah. <laughs> it wasn't just... happening it was just a test screen test accidentally leaked leaks whoop, hackers whoop, whoop, we got hacked <laughs> or it's like or it's like vince mcmahon just being like your name is the mutilator Mankind the Mutilator. It's like, what, a, what about just Mankind? No, but it wasn't even Mankind the Mutilator. Wasn't it like it was Mantar? No, but it was, it, there was, it was a something the Mutilator. Oh, no, no. It was like a real name. Like, like... Maurice? I thought it was Mantar. I thought it was Mantar the Mutilator. There, there was a Mantar. That's a different wrestler. <laughs> anyway, I really like hope... Marvin that, the Mutilator or something. Yeah, I really, really hope the PWHL <clears throat> write the course on that because those names... I was like, I'm, I'm getting really excited for this league. I want it to be good. It's like the first time I think that like pro women's hockey is actually getting a, a properly, properly funded, properly designed league where you're going to see kind of like routine amounts of best on best. The Canadian USA Team Canada women versus Team USA women like matchups have always been great and this will just be like with six teams it'll basically just be that times three right like and, and over the course of a whole season instead of just once a year where they meet together and play a tournament like the, in theory it'll also only get better as some of the european players like finish off their euro contracts too to like fill out the league i was like it'll be cool but boy do i not want to buy a montreal echo jersey is what i'm saying like ugh. Did you also hear about metal? The the lost, the <clears throat> the, the lost Habs uh, mascot. The lost Habs mascot. So Scott, I liked metal. I liked metal. But did you did you see him this week? Did I see him? No, I saw his retirement. I know. <laughs> this is the news. Okay, so there's oh, a well. there, there's news. This is there's new news this week. Uh, I don't think he's taking his retirement lightly. Or like you know, like he's not taking it to heart. So there's a secret mascot uh, that the Montreal Canadiens have known as Metal, who came out in the 90s, who basically has, is a blue guy with a big orange mullet. So he kind of looked derivative of Yuppie, even when Yuppie was still, like, the Expos guy. So, um, and he was, like, to kind of align the... Was it still the Forum or was it the Bell Center at that point? All of this is made-up lore. No, 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 this is real lore. <laughs> no, it's, no, it's not. <laughs> Metal was not a '90s mascot. They just no, no, no. I know they pretended. They said they found him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's what I'm trying to say because they, he, he's 
because part of his part of his made up lore is that he got frozen in the transfer. I think between the forum to the Bell Center, mm-hmm. right? So anyway, so he because you know he was a made up person from the nineties, not real, uh, because of like to tie like Montreal's metal things, whatever. And then when they moved him from the Bell Center or from the forum to the Bell Center, he actually got frozen. And then when they were doing renovations to the Bell Center, when they were expanding and moving all that stuff around, he got loose. And then he was around, and basically it was just a thing to uh, promote the retro jerseys last year. They just introduced a wacky other mascot. He was frozen, so he was baby blue, like the new baby blue jerseys. Yeah. So anyway, so then he, after the baby blue jerseys were done last year, he like announced his retirement at the beginning of this year. But over the weekend, wandering around the Bell Center was a, a spooky ghost where you could clearly see that he had a big orange mustache and he had a sign <laughs> he had a sign saying of like the old ghost of the forum definitely not metal <laughs> <laughs> so the mascots... just, John just to explain what metal looks like he looks like what if UP was from Longay and it's amazing <laughs> and listen to a I lot of motorhead that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's got like the big Hulk Hogan mustache but it's neon orange He's got a yeah. mullet. And he wears a ball cap, and he, he really just looks like he's he's driving a a, a beat up eighty eight Toyota pickup truck. <laughs> he wears a cut off tank top. But the fact that he's getting like expanded lore and like not retiring, <laughs> stuff, I was is, like, this is, is great. Is he connected to the Habs, or is he connected to something else? Like, what is the? He's connected. The, he's connected this? to the Habs. He's the Canadian secondary mascot. Yeah, hmm. who is who is not going? Who is not going? gently into the night he's fighting back for his job <laughs> posing as a ghost on halloween to try to get back into the arena I mean, the only thing that was wrong with him was he wore that cursed jersey yeah. which is such a nice jersey it's too bad we sucked in it yep. uh speaking of bed bedsheet ghost things you guys ever listen to stuff you should know nope. anyway it's Maybe pretty once. pretty pretty good podcast I, I do yeah it's a uh, josh and chuck yeah josh and chuck uh, i listen to it a lot they were talking about bedsheet ghosts, and they were like, man, they're like, sometimes where you're like, hey, where did this come from? And it becomes like a long, meandering story, and we don't really know where it's from. And they were like, with bedsheet ghosts, it wasn't that. They were like, so this is just a short episode, because we just have pretty much a straight line to uh, when someone died, you just, like, wrapped them in a sheet. That was just what you did. And they were like, and so that if you're walking around with a sheet on you, you were obviously a ghost. They're like, it's a numer- numerous corroborating stories of, like, that. that is how a ghost was, because a dead person was wrapped in a sheet. So obviously that's how they would like become as an apparition. Mm-hmm. And fun fact, do they talk about a ghost story? The, the they do. Triumph they actually do because they, they know the guy who did it. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They were like, it, it's a lot that <laughs> they're like, yeah, our friend so-and-so is did a ghost story and it's just the man <laughs> in a sheet. That's the ghost. <laughs> uh, but yeah, the other thing that they were talking about is that someone, so First of all, they're like actual robbers would do that to scare people for real. They would dress up as ghosts and frighten people for real because people believe they were ghosts. Real ghosts. Yeah. And then a person who was apparently not a robber but just like dicking around dressed up in a, a bedsheet to pretend to be a ghost was killed by a would-be ghost hunter. Like this is an actual like Victorian era like event that is like this appears to have really happened. Someone dressed as a ghost, and then someone was like, "A ghost, bang!" or like whatever. Like, I was like, "Oh man." So anyway, so yeah, bed sheets is pretty pretty straight line. I was because I, I like as soon as they asked the question, I was like, "Huh, we all have just accepted that that's a ghost, right?" Like, there's no reason that a floating bed well, sheet is a ghost. Just accepted it. Come on, you saw you saw Casper the ghost as a young man, and that's like the definitive ghost that is clearly. The, the bed sheet. I mean, but even of. even before that, there was Charlie Brown, Charlie Brown, and stuff. Like I was like, I don't like. I think the the Ghostbusters logo is basically a bed sheet ghost. Like it, it's omnipresent. It's not just Casper. It's like a ghost is a white bed sheet floating around. That's a ghost. Like that's pretty much the yeah, that early Disney stuff. Yeah, exactly. Mickey like, Mouse right. and uh, Goofy and Donald's mm-hmm. ghost hunting ghost hunters. Yeah. When, when was Charlie Brown first done? Casper, I find 1945. Charlie Brown's around the same Charlie time. Brown's, no, it's later. It's the close. 50s. 50s? Okay. So. Yeah. yeah. The, the first Charlie Brown comic strip is like, I love it. I, I love, love the, it. Old, like, I, the old the old Charlie Brown art. I really, really like. I feel they, oh they the ruined it by getting away he, from it. He hit the ground running. What's the first Charlie Brown it's yeah, Charlie know. Brown just walking down the street and some guy being like, hey, it's good old Charlie Brown. 
Look at him go. Good old Charlie Brown. There he goes. I hate him. <laughs> <laughs> That's Charles Schultz. <laughs> Tone Charlie... set. <laughs> he doesn't do anything. He just walks by this other kid, and this other kid is like, good old Charlie Brown. And then he's gone, and he's like, I hate that guy. <laughs> oh, how I hate him. <laughs> That's hilarious. I always kind of wondered, like, do you think it was, like, feedback? Because, like, the old Peanuts were, like, noticeably, like, cuter than the new Peanuts. Like, they kind of, like, drew them more, like, weird little adults became the Peanuts that we, like, we know and recognize from the cartoons and stuff. It's, it's, it's just Schultz, man. He just drew it that way. No, I know, but I'm just wondering, I'm wondering if, like, if there's, if anyone's ever, like, had an interview of, like, why you changed up the design. Because it's, like, a pretty big departure. Like, he just drew him for 50 years and was like, that's how it is now. Yeah, but like, but he like locked into a look f- like <laughs> 20 15, years into 15, his run. 15 or 20 years into the run. And then he's like, well, that's it forever now. And then has never changed them up. Like, it's kind of weird because I love I love the old design. I find it. I find them a lot, a lot more fun and cute. Maybe he didn't want them to be cute. I think he, like he said, I find he draws them more like little tiny adults now. Like maybe that was part of the part of the thing mm. I don't know man. you just got a different pen sometime in 1975 like, yeah. <laughs> one thing was for sure that it was always going to be a weird little bald kid that everybody hated mm-hmm. can you imagine just like above some of these like pitches like imagine like old timey comic book pitches like it's the wizard of it he's a little weird wizard and uh, he's an asshole okay you're sold publish one a day for the rest of your life <laughs> you know like <laughs> There you go. Hagar, Hagar the Horrible. What's his deal? He's a fuzzy and he's an asshole. So right one a day for the rest of your life. Yeah, exactly. That's it. Garfield's a cat. Okay. Go I'm on. To... He likes lasagna. Go on. He hates Mondays. Sold. <laughs> you, you, can't, you can't lump Garfield in because John Davis was like laser focused on the marketability and the like open approachability. He took he it was like a business to him right from the beginning. So mm-hmm. I, I think everybody else probably had a teensy little bit of artistic intent. He's a little bit later than a lot of those. Like Hagar the Horrible, like yeah. Wizard of Id, Peanuts. Those are all like predate Garfield by like OG. thirty years, right? Like yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Dagwood. Dagwood. I'm trying to remember. I was a big comics kid when I was really little. Dag, Dagwood, Dagwood's a big one too, and Dagwood is like, Dagwood's a pretty solid template for like The Simpsons, like in a lot of ways, like that, like the family with like the dad being oh, a bit of an oaf, and like I know everything is basically like, the Jetsons though. He's, Dagwood is the Jetsons. Jetsons. That's not, yeah, I guess yeah. It's just not Dagwood Bumstead is really just George Jetson, mm. with the really hot wife Blondie. Yeah. yeah. What were the other? <laughs> I mean, like for better or for worse, but that was CanCon. And that's yeah. for, and and like autobiographical and autobiographical. Right. Yeah, everybody aged in real time. That was like a rarity. Yeah, yeah. Like, <clears throat> did you ever have that thing when you were a kid and like if you like went to the library and took out like collected editions of comics and like mm-hmm. finding out, yeah. but like for better or for worse was the weirdest one because you'd buy like the old collected edition and like these characters that you were reading as a kid, you're like, wait, he's a baby now, and you're like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you're like, because like no other comic worked that way, right? You're like. Wait, the baby? Except for Judge Dredd. <laughs> do people age in real time in Judge Dredd? Cause... They do. Yeah. yeah. Hold on a lot. Doonesbury. Doonesbury is the other one. Yeah. stayed with the times. Yes. I mean, it was a political comic. It had to. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> this is. If they sat around complaining about, about Nixon, it would be real weird. <laughs> The best part of Doonesbury, when in the 90s, okay, I don't know fucking anything about politics. Of course, I'm goddamn 10 years old. Mm-hmm. But I knew that Donald Trump was a, was like a laughingstock. That was like the introduction of Donald Trump to, I think, probably quite a few kids. He was like a run, like a running gag about what an idiot he was in the... Yeah, in Trump the was there. I also kind of like, I learned uh, that like Dan Quayle was stupid mm-hmm. via Doonesbury. <laughs> like, like I was George like, oh, Bush Sr. had to address... Like his political strategy because of Doonesbury comic books. What was he represented by? He was, just, was he, he was just, just a bright just light, wimp. no? He was oh. the wimp. Yeah. And he was like, he it, it was like so prevalent that he had to like adjust his political strategy in his election campaign to combat Doonesbury. What's his so name? Did also we, Clint... we can blame Iraq one on uh, on Doonesbury? Gary Trudeau. Yeah. Gary Trudeau. Yeah. yeah absolutely. They also they wow. they also there, there is not. A small amount of 
of, of evidence pushing those two things Clinton, together. Clinton had a second term, right? Yep. Yeah, and because I, I remember half of a second term. Yeah, exactly. That's it. But I remember that that was that Doonesbury in the second term was also a big deal because he infamously depicted uh, Clinton as a waffle because he waffled so much. And so, like, part of his like reelection campaign was like, like, not to say it was Doonesbury related, but he addressed the fact that he was like, you know, my first term, I, I was going down the middle, but like now I'm gonna like pick a side and blah 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 blah. That was like part of his campaign and stuff. And you're just like, and then yeah, good times. Doonesbury. Weirdly, this is not the first time that Doonesbury has come up in a podcast. A couple of weeks ago on Go Plug Yourself, Doonesbury came up also as, as a just wow. as as a weird as a weird like comic that you're like as a kid you're like boy I don't get it, and then if, as an adult if you ever go back and read them you're like yo this is fire. Yeah. <laughs> like this guy is like like I remember the the Doonesbury run that I remember the most was where they were trying to get in on like the dot com bubble in the like late nineties early two thousands. And like there was like one of the the weird hippie guy, one of the other guys were like like when Yahoo was like evaluated at like a hundred billion dollar company, and they're like, "What is it?" And you're like, "It's a search engine." <laughs> they're just like, they're like what? They're like, do you sell anything? No, we do not. <laughs> like, just like kind of getting into that, and then like in a big way, like really, really foreshadowed the dot com bubble bursting by just this stupid little comic being like, "This is not a real industry. This is nonsense town." <laughs> <laughs> Whoops! The one I rem- the one I remember the most. I don't. I, you know, I might be making this up, but this is what I remember: Trump looking at himself in the mirror, and it's like two or three panels or something of just him staring at himself in the mirror. And then he's like, "Ivanka, I love myself so much. I'm going to name myself after myself. I'm going to be Trump T. Trump." And he spends the rest of the comic going <laughs> Trump T. Trump, if I remember correctly. I mean, I would not. It's been a while. I would not I be trying. surprised. One, right. one last thing about comics, though. Did you have? Did you read them? Did you read them in an order? Did, did you or did you just like read them like like top top to bottom, left to right? Like, mm, I might have skipped to the good ones at the start. I would sometimes yeah, save the good. Totally. I would save the good ones for last sometimes. Where I was like, man, I don't want to. I don't want to like mess up my reading order and and leave you know, Kathy <laughs> for the end. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like I'll, I'll, I'll I'd often flip back because I was usually especially like. Like Farsight and Bizarro, I thought was like a one-two punch. Where I was like, I could, I would often leave Farsight and Bizarro at the top, like to be like, no matter if any of the other comics are disappointing, Farsight and Bizarro will be like, but do pop and like finish my comic reading on a on an up note. I was always, always furious that the Montreal Gazette did not carry the Amazing Spider-Man. Oh, like the serialized daily like, comic strip. Yeah. Yeah. I wanted that more than anything. I'm like, there's a free Spider-Man that other newspapers get, but not me. I, I remember going down to my uh, grandparents' place in Florida, and they're just being like, every single day was like three pages of comics. Like, whatever newspaper they had down in Fort Lauderdale was like three black and white pages of comic strips, like each and every day. And then on the weekends, it was like the com- like the color comics section, which was like a good like full like eight page of every strip in color like all all the big spreads too i was like what a what a glorious newspaper they had in fort lauderdale that was like do you think do you think that explains everybody's a child yeah that's that's the only stuff people would read maybe that that sounds a lot like idiocracy (laughs) hey i got the paper it's 77 comic strips it's all comics yay (laughs) just and for some reason, Comics no Doonesbury. And no Doonesbury. No, no Doonesbury. <laughs> Lots of obituaries. It's like, where's Doonesbury at? No, we don't publish Doonesbury in Florida. Gets them too riled up. Mm-hmm. That's great. <laughs> uh, Unrelated. Did one of you guys recommend White uh, Noise? White Noise. Noah Baumbach. Did we talk about that a couple weeks ago? No. No. But yes. I mean, I remember, really? I think we brought it Sorry. up. But we were like, oh, a new Noah, Noah Baumbach. But then I don't think I watched it. Yeah. You want to hear about it? Sure do. Okay. Adam Driver Uh is a professor in Hitler studies. Oh. He is, um, he has like elevated the study of Hitler to like a science and he's the America's greatest living scholar in, in this. Mm -hmm. He, uh, has a a partner who is played, uh, I didn't write it down. Look it up, maybe. Yeah, he has a partner. They're in a, like a like they're they're each each other's fourth husband wife. It's a period piece set in the eighties. Okay. Um, and it is divide. It's like really really intellectual. 
really kind like you can tell the whole thing is steeped in metaphor and then it completely fails to come together at the end or at least it failed to come together completely at the end for me okay I could run through the plot. It's a little crazy. So he's this, he's like the professor in Hitler studies. Mm -hmm. His best buddy is Don Cheadle, who is a, he's trying to make Elvis as studied a character as Hitler. So they kind of like work together over the film to like bring each other influence to make their, their studies of the characters more robust. And then um, Adam Driver's wife is taking these pills that are kind of making her lose her mind a little bit. And then there is a horrible car crash slash train accident that releases toxic waste into the sky and uh, causes a huge evacuation of everybody in the city. On the evacuation, Adam Driver gets uh, exposed to some of the toxic waste. And then they're in like a refugee camp where everybody's hiding from the toxic waste spill. And the doctors tell him he has only a short period of time to live. They go back to their home and life tries to continue as normal, but he finds out his partner's been cheating on him. And then she's been cheating on him in order to get pills to reduce her fear of death. Okay. And then he takes This is a not a well-liked tries... film. I'm looking at it's got a 64 on Rotten Tomatoes and a 5.7 on IMDb. And like again, like like Noah Bombeck, writer director screenplay, uh, Adam Love Adam Driver uh, t- t- typically great. Like Don Cheadle, Greta Gerwig, like Greta Gerwig. That's it. That's a. It's great. It's like a hugely star-studded cast, and it's it's in a, like a weird metaphorical kind of place. You know, the school that he teaches at is called the School on the Hill, and the you know, there's there's title cards cutting up the movie into three different sections. So it's like you know you you, you can tell you and then and then the climax of the movie at the end after they've they've tried to kill the guy who was dealing her the drug and they drag they drag him back to a church. And it's like a church slash hospital where the like the plus of the of the hospital is is a, is a cross, mm-hmm. and it's run by these like intense German accented nuns who tell them that nobody believes in God and 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 everybody fakes it just so that um, so that everybody can stay sane. You know when they when they put statements like that into the film. You can tell he's really, really trying to say something, mm-hmm. but if the if the like central metaphor doesn't all the through line doesn't connect the whole thing together, you're left kind of like, well, what what is going on? What am I watching here? Southland Tales it, like, too. Yeah, not 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 as awesome in its failure as <laughs> Southland Tales too. It's like it's like a spectacular experience of just things not coming together in that movie. In this case, I think it, the through line is a little bit better, but but maybe not by a wide margin. Huh. I watched some weird art film cool. called yeah. Men. Men. Oh, how was it? I, I wanted to see that. Uh, boy, will you not be able to watch it with your partner. It's a, it's a Danny Boyle, right? Uh, or Alex yes. Garland. Alex Garland. Alex Garland. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's Alex Garland. Yeah. yeah. There's, it's <clears> not... not not for Pac-Man. I like Alex Garland. <laughs> yeah, I like Alex Garland. The trailer was was bananas. Oh, the movie is more bananas than that. <laughs> <laughs> it is. Uh, so, the, uh, hang on. I'm gonna I'm gonna look up, gonna look up the cast. It's the the girl from uh, one of my favorite movies of the pandemic. The I'm thinking of ending things. The uh, did either of you guys watch? I'm thinking of ending things. Oh I, man, that was a great no. movie. That one was haunting. It stuck with me. I did not. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so it's the girl from I'm Thinking of Ending Things. Men movie. Men movie cast. What a weird thing that I just Googled. Uh, her name <laughs> is Jessie Buckley. Uh, so she's going nope, through. That was the guy. Huh? Was it? Wasn't that the guy? No. Jess, sure? Jesse Buckley is the girl, 100%. The guy is that other guy. <clears throat> Jesse Buckley is definitely the girl. Yeah. I promise you. Um, so yeah, so she like rents kind of like a, a big house in the middle of like small town England and, uh, okay. okay. His name is Jesse Plemons. I could be forgiven perhaps for confusing the Jessies. <laughs> confusing the Jessies. Uh, and like you, you kind of he, like there been Rory Kinnear plays like the landlord and he's like, Oh, like Mrs. So-and-so. And she's like, Oh no, actually it's Miss So-and-so. And then you kind of find out that something pretty terrible and messed up happened with her and her ex-husband. 
And then, other than in the flashbacks of her, with her and her ex-husband, every other character in the film is also played by Rory Kinnear. <laughs> like. Okay. And it starts off as kind of being like, maybe you're going to be watching like a psychological thriller. Uh, like, you're just sort of like, okay, is this is this a thing about her, like, perception? And then she's all, like, obviously she's just kind of, like, maybe she's now seeing, due to the trauma of what went on through her husband, like I said, I don't want to get too, too spoilery, like, maybe she's now, like, sort of, like, put a blanket kind of between her, like, a like a, between herself and all men, so this is just her how she's perceiving them, and whatever else, and you're kind of trying to, like, watch this, and then she is kind of being stalked by one of the weird Rory Kinnears, and then it, like, devolves from, like, psychological thriller into, like, almost a slasher hunter kind of thing. And then by the third act, it's, like, the last ten minutes of the movie are, like, outrageously graphic body horror <laughs> that goes down. And uh, and then the movie ends, <laughs> leaving you not, like... So, not sure what happened, but, like, that something definitely did happen. <laughs> because, like, the, 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 the psychosis, I guess, is sort of, like, broken when her friend sort of, like, shows up and the events of the movies that transpired. And the friend does see, like, blood everywhere. So you're like, I don't know if, like, I don't think actual body horror happened, but you're like, I do think people were murdered. So I'm not sure, like, I'm not sure what what violence actually occurred. And how much of it was in the head and how much of it was psychosis and how much of it was whatever. But, like, the last shot is sort of, like, some actual violence happened because at now that the, like, the, the, the spell is broken as to whatever was going on by the friends showing up. Because otherwise the entire movie is just Jesse Buckley and Rory Kinnear in various roles and various levels of, like, horror and violence. And then when the friend shows up, like, this, it's you're expected that the friend is seeing reality as it actually is. Uh-huh. Yeah, real like real good. A little bit of a slow burn, but I was like, Sarah went from this is the worst movie I've ever seen in the first act to being like, no, 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 I'm having fun now. And then the third movie, she was like, third act, she was like, whoa, like just like freaking out. Like, I, I guess I don't. I mean, John, I think you'd really enjoy it. Yeah, it sounds great. <laughs> like, there's there's a lot going on. Like the it's the and when in terms of like when you talked about like white noise, maybe not coalescing. This is, I, I think, you're pretty clear on what's actually going on. Like the message, he he's attacking her, and and they're representing it rather than showing it. Uh, no. no, 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 no. Like I don't want to spoil it. It's it's okay. there are there are probably outward bad things happening to her, but the it is all being filtered through the trauma that she endured with her husband. Is basically what's going on. So like. Is she maybe like in, per, enhancing the threat level and like because like it's it's good it's it's like I said it's really really good and I think that the the weirdness and the metaphor whatever it's not kind of like what did I just watch you're like oh no I I there's a clear line of like I understand like I understand more what she's experiencing than maybe actually what I'm supposed to have had happened the movie spells it out where I'm like oh, I understand how this. How this character is perceiving this and why she's perceiving it this way is like it's not necessarily handheld, but like it's there's there's enough there's enough clues that you can put it together that it's actually pretty clear. I just don't want to really like spoil yeah, yeah, yeah. all all the yeah. stuff that's going on. But like like I said, the the like gro- gross body horror at the end, like very unexpected considering the tone of the beginning. Like, I, can you say something about the the type of body horror? Are we talking like the fly, or are we talking like thanatomorphos? Getting like not. I don't think necessarily as gross as no. It's pretty gross. Wow. Like if it's in that ballpark, you know, if they're even on the same field. Like it's it's gro- it's going. grosser than the fly. Like okay. It's and, it, and there's just, there's like a few things that happen in rapid succession, and you're like, whoa. Like what am I? What am I seeing? <clears throat> cool. Yeah, very cool. Rory Kinnear knocks it out of the park. Uh, also, what has he done? I don't. I don't. He's been in a bunch of stuff. Like I was like looking. Like he's. I was like. I was like. Where have I seen this guy for? And he's. I think he's just one of those like British actors. Who's <laughs> just? He's like in in the the cast of uh, Game of Thrones. Yeah, yeah. That's like, it. He was like he was recognizable faces. Uh, he was in the first episode of Black Mirror. 
He was, in, the, he was the prime minister was the, that fucked uh, the pig. He was the prime minister. Nice. The he was the Frankenstein monster in Penny Dreadful. I don't know if I saw that. Scene. He was. He played Bill Tanner in multiple James Bond films. Like, like I said, he's just he's kind of he's right, right, he's, he's been around. He's around in things. Mm-hmm. Remember, remember the Frankenstein's mon- monster who we were like kind of gave off Seth MacFarlane vibes when we were watching Penny Dreadful a little bit. Or he was just like... Oh, Penny Dreadful. I, I, I was thinking American Horror Story. Yeah. I don't really remember him. Yeah, he was just like, he's like, why did you make me if the, I cannot love and all that stuff. Right. I, I miss Penny Dreadful. I should go back to that. See if it... It had good good, good bits. I also don't know that it totally coalesced well. Like, you could tell they were just, they were throwing stuff and seeing what was going to stick. Mm-hmm. You know? And then, was there only two seasons? I think maybe three. Because maybe it didn't have long enough to... to find its legs. I like the American yeah. Werewolf, though. Yeah, he was great. Because, of course, there was an American werewolf in London. Of course. <laughs> what are we doing here? Exactly. I was like, stroke yeah. stroke of genius on the showrunners. Let's, totally. let's put Josh Hartnett as an American werewolf in London. You heard his accent. You're instantaneously. That guy's a werewolf. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Weird, <laughs> weird, weird gunsling, gunsling an American in, the, in, a, in, a, in a world occupied by, like, all of the, like, classic horrors. And you're like, werewolf. Mm-hmm. And to their credit... It's like they do. They, they hold back for like almost the entire first season, where you're like, yep. "No, he's just he's just an American gunslinger type." And then like like yep. season finale, season one, you're like, "Ah, werewolf!" <laughs> there he is, just like we knew he was all along. Uh, yeah, no, uh, men. I would uh, I'd highly recommend men as a uh, as a film to watch. Mm-hmm. Uh, like I said, Scott, you I, I I I don't even know if I can recommend it to you. Like, yeah, no, you've kind of put me off it with all that. Worse than the fly body horror at the end. <laughs> <laughs> I, speaking of werewolves, I very quickly watched um, Werewolf by Night in color. And and was it dog shit like we all so, imagined? So I can see what they tried to do. and And the effort was misguided but at least came from a good place. So they really tried to color it like a hammer film. Okay. Kind of washed out Technicolor, Christopher Lee, but it's, they, they failed by doing too good a job and it looks too good and too modern in some spots when Mm -hmm. it didn't need to be. So if they would have like half asked the coloring a little bit more, it would have been okay. But there's like bits of it where it kind of works, you know. And I'm like, I see what it's you're probably done to by do. AI. That's I think that's what went wrong. Yeah, that if they would have just gotten a couple of, you know, post production assistants to colorize it, it would have been a fine. Couple couple of the old Technicolor boys, right? But but they they didn't, and it just ask. comes I'm off happy a little. Do you remember you guys were talking about it and I and I didn't think to ask. How did it compare how would it compare to Frank Darabont's The Mist? Modern black and white. Aping the older style. I mean The Mist was better? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean the the monster effects in The Mist were not my favorite. I thought they were a little no. dumb and rubbery. But like the, the werewolf by night in black and white. It, I mean, yeah, but it it looks dumb and rubbery. While werewolf by night, yeah. like I don't know, it, like the point of it is to be like a popcorn drive-in movie, and it mostly succeeds mm-hmm. at that. Just the colorization of it is just not great. It just wasn't great. Uh, like the skin tone of everyone looked too correct. When some of them should have been like way overexposed or like oddly colored or just like, oh, a person of color. We don't know what color they are. <laughs> I have changed this South Asian man to be kind of gray just because I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know if that's And okay. they kind of screwed all of that up. When they were like painting the animated corpse of Elias Bloodstone, I was like, oh, I, that's it. I get it there. And whenever man thing is around, I'm like, you got it, but then it just like kind of crisps up too much when when Elsa's on screen, and I'm like, ah, close, no cigar, and I don't know, like it felt like too many people were working on it. 
Or just one AI. Or one AI. If they would have gotten uh, just like two fanboys who were just like, hey, we're going to do this movie. We, we downloaded all the black and white. We're going to do it in Hammer Film Technicolor, SpectraVision, whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not, not real Technicolor. Uh, that would have been probably, great. Probably would have been better. Yeah. So, and they tried. It just, just wasn't enough or too much trying. That sucks. Yep. Anyway, I, I had no, I had no interest in in rewatching it. What else did I watch? I watched a bunch of horror flicks. Uh, I watched, uh, what was it? Good, what is it? Good night, darling. Don't worry, darling. Don't worry, darling. With um, Florence Pug or Pug, however you Pug, 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 and uh, Harry Styles. It's kind of fun. Sort of a, like a take on a, a Stepford Wives kind of situation, like that. I watched uh, the the owners with Maisie Williams, where it's like a bunch of British kids, a bunch of like British punks decide to like break into a like a stately, like a doctor's kind of like stately manner, and uh, sort of like try to like hit like rough up the doctor to get him to get access to the the, the combination to his safe, and then there's sort of like a, a role reversal in the second act where it turns out like the doctor and his wife are like completely batshit crazy and they kind of turn the tables on the kids and then I think I saw the trailer and I got um, I got vibes like the the one where they break into the house and the guy's blind he goes back and forth uh, uh, don't breathe what's his name Alvarez something Aldo? Fede Alvarez yeah, Fede Alvarez yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. more more sinister than that probably mm-hmm. Like even though, even though that yes absolutely that blind guy had a lady locked up in his basement and whatnot so, but like this this seems that like the, um like the older couple have like a much 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 more sinister kind of like ongoing agenda like they are villains, mm-hmm. it's not ambiguous at all, um, yeah it was fun. Uh, what else did we watch? Oh, I watched. How did Maisie do? She's like. I'm the, always kind of curious to see those the the Stark kids. How they're, how they're, she's how like they're the star together. of the show, and like it's yeah. she does it she does it well. Uh, what else did I watch? I watched. Uh, did you see Werewolf of Snow Hollow? No. Or the Wolf of Snow Hollow? Anyone? Which one is that? The one in the town of Snow Hollow, where there's a werewolf. I I saw one of them, and I think it's that one. Where the show is completely stolen. Where the show is completely stolen by the main character cop, who's just... Yep, I saw it, loved it. It's very good. <laughs> yep, so I know good. exactly what you're talking about. <laughs> the main character is... Dude, it's... it's. I don't even know if the movie is supposed to be hilarious, but he is the funniest person I've seen on screen. And, like, the movie hinges entirely on him being, like, this unhinged lunatic of a cop who just wants to be, like, a good cop. You're terrible it's, at your job. You should feel so bad at yourself. Just yelling at him. Mm-hmm. It's what it's happened? like the. I don't get it. Oh, John, you got to watch this movie without any information about it. The the it's... less you know about it, the better. If if you want to watch it, so yeah, the, you have required watching Men and the Wolf of Snow Hollow, and the, the cop okay. is so good. The actor is so good, and he, he wrote and directed the film too. The yeah. cop. Like it's 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 his project. He stars, wrote, and directed it, and it's it's a vehicle writing, for him. Yeah, the writing is batshit crazy. the The twists are fucking hysterical, and he's so good. He's, he's just so good. Like Ricky Lindholm is also so good in it. The the like young blondes deputy. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's always asking just the dumbest questions. <laughs> the best line is just sort of like, he's like, yeah, so he's talking about, like, how the werewolf myths, like, started, where he was like, yeah, it was just, like, dudes and whatever else who usually, like, hunted, like, at full mo- like at full moons uh, because of, like, visibility and all that stuff, and it was always targeting women and all that stuff, and da 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 and just, like, going through the Middle Ages, and he was like, he's like, wow, have women had it this hard since the Middle Ages? And, like, <laughs> and she just, like, gives him this look, like, like and just like cut away. <laughs> like, who would yeah, throw a beer bottle I, at a cop? And then she just gives him a look, like what? 
it's it it's like a series of werewolf murders in like small town Alaska, or like uh, it's Alaska, right? Ski it's town, the whatever. Yeah, yeah. And, uh-huh. well, maybe the Rockies. Yeah, just like a small mm-hmm. wintry kind of adventure. It's fucking great. I love that movie. I haven't thought of it for a little while, but it's up there. Yeah, yeah. Super and, fun. And the like, twist is... It's got that real good, honest reaction from people when when shit starts to hit the fan. No one acts like like a horror movie character. They don't. I don't. I don't. We got to investigate more. Like a lot of people, just like this sucks. Run away. Or well, there's like straight up also, start also shooting. The... Sure, but there's also like the battle of like a bunch of cops being like, it only like everybody says it's like this huge dude and it only attacks at like full moon. What are we talking about? It's probably a werewolf. And the cop is like, that's stupid. And werewolves aren't real. And why are we wasting your time? And they're just like, I'm just saying it's probably a werewolf. <laughs> like, they're like, we have to rule out werewolf, you idiots. Like, it's like freaking out about it. Like, but like, they're right. It's rightfully like they're not like, what could be doing this? They're like, it's a full moon and it maims things. It's a werewolf. But then he's like, that's dumb. We have to stop like, thinking that way. But I understand why multiple characters keep suggesting it. <laughs> but we are the cops. We cannot. We can't, we can't we go and tell the newspaper it's a werewolf. <laughs> we actually have to solve this murder. It's great. Uh, it's, it's a delightful movie. Yeah. yeah. Very good. And then uh, the other horror flick I watched was uh, The Rental or The Rental or The Renters featuring like a weirdly all-star B, B cast featuring uh, the guy Legion from Legion. <laughs> Je- Jeremy Allen White from uh, The Bear and Alison Brie from Community and Mad Men. And then another actress who I'm less familiar with, but it's basically... Uh, Four people rent like an Airbnb, and uh, they two the two of the there are two couples, and then it turns out that like two members of or a member of each couple are actually like cheating on the other couple with one or the other, and then they kind of find out uh, that there's like a bunch of cameras in the Airbnb, and they're like, oh no, we gotta we gotta f- figure out <laughs> how to get rid of these tapes, and then things like spiral pretty out of control from there, and uh, they all end up dead. <laughs> there's nobody. Nobody gets out of this one. They all die, which is kind of I, I think like I was like kind of thinking I was like man this has all of the like all of the setups of kind of like a final girl situation. But I was like but then the final girl is the girl who was part of the cheaters couple, you know. So I was like I was like man horror movie rules. Well, that, but that's what I was gonna say. But I was like horror movie rules. She is not gonna make it. Like I was like if it was the the non cheater girl, I was like she could probably make it out. Mm-hmm. Uh. However, listener, you know how like does the dog die.com? There's a dog that goes missing in the halfway point of the movie and like you they're like they're really worried that he's going to be dead. And he's right there at the end and he's all happy. <laughs> so, Good the point. dog makes it. <laughs> Speaking of uh Jeremy Allen White, did you see mm-hmm. the trailer for the Iron Claw? I did see the trailer for the Iron Claw, and it's it's Doesn't weird that, look that like Zac Efron. Look... <laughs> Doesn't that look like do, the feel good movie of the Christmas? Do. It's <laughs> so weird. It is very very strange. Where it looks like it, you, are you familiar with the Von Erichs at all, John? Not at all. Never before. Like if you look, if you watch only one episode of the Dark Side of the Ring, look, sure. do the one of the the Von Erich family. It is a like. I don't think there is more like sad, like Shakespearean levels of tragedy befalling upon a single family. Like it's example. Uh, they're all, uh, it's like four the brothers, four brothers who are raised by a professional wrestling legend, physical abuse dad, a, a monster father, who turns all mm-hmm. four of them into wrestling stars. Destroying their destroying the, in the process. Their, their, everything about their lives, not just their self esteem. Boy, if mm-hmm. it stopped at their self esteem, that would be great. Yeah, like mul- multiple suicides, tr- like cancer. drunk driving accidents, cancers, like tumors, like ev- everything is just loss of a insane. limb. <laughs> One of the brothers who is like exactly like loses his foot, 
and then has like a weird fake foot and is like I has no idea how to make any money. So then starts like wrestling on this fake foot and is just gimping and wrecking his leg as he continues to force through like just jacking himself full of painkillers and going out there because he's like I have no other way to make money and the, like it's. There's no happiness in the Von Erich saga at all. And the trailer the trailer kind of makes a like a follow your dreams and you're going to triumph and overcome and I'm like, "Boy." And that last scene of the trailer is is Carrie riding off on his motorcycle and you're just like, "I know what that means." <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Is it an accident? He dies. It's, it's, yeah, it's like vehicular suicide. Mhm. You don't see that in the trailer. You see him with his hair flowing in the wind, driving into the sunset. Iron Claw. Like, oh boy, if you know that. Yeah, no, trailer is, there, is not, the there, is, there is There is nothing in that trailer that tells you that every one of these characters is going to befall tragedy and be abused by their dad. And, like. And then MJF is the fake one, Eric. Yep. <laughs> Oh, the dad, God, the dad wanted another Von Erich, so he just, just made another wrestler become a Von Erich because he needed another son for kayfabe purposes. Which kind of makes sense since none of them were actually named Von Erich. Yeah, exactly. They're, they're, yeah, they're, their last name was not Von Erich. It was a kayfabe <laughs> last name. Because Fritz uh, Von Erich was the evil German. Mm-hmm. And then, and then, and then somehow they became like... Texas-born yeah, superstar. So weird. Uh, Hi, thanks for sticking around to the very end of this show. That means you're our number one fan. As our number one fan, maybe you're wondering a way that you can show your support for this. We've set up a few ways and the boys are going to tell you about it now. If you like this show, you might know other people that like this show, or maybe they'll like some of the other stuff that we're doing on the website. If that's the case, you can tell them all about it using all of the social networks like Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. We're on all of those. Or you could just, you know, send people links directly to the website. Or if you live in a world without the internet and you only listen to podcasts, you can tell people about it with your human mouth. There's other ways we could support us, John. If your interest in supporting us extends to the financial section, you might consider patreon.com slash 9to5cc. If you go there, you can get perks like early content, you can get your questions answered on the air, and you can get extra art. We've been doing this show for a long time, so we kind of know what we're doing. Not really. 905.cc. <laughs> Podcasts, blogs, and comics. Made in Montreal since 2011.